Hello and welcome to How to Be Happy with Dr. Wendy. Inside of you is an infinitely compassionate and wise being you never knew existed. I'm Dr. Wendy Hill, talking to you from Encinitas, California, where I help people with their personal and spiritual growth through workshops and one-on-one meetings. Let's explore together how to find your true self and to live the life you were meant to live. We will talk about everything from how to heal your inner child and transform your current life, to how to connect with your highest self, and to connect with others in ways that bring joy. My guests will be clients, friends, other professionals, and maybe even you. So I invite you to relax and open your mind and your heart. This is an adventure we all share. My guest today is Mari Young. Mari recently graduated from college and is headed to Los Angeles to make documentaries. So I want to talk to her about that and other things because Mari recently went through my workshop, The Renaissance Experience, which is a five-day personal growth and spiritual growth intensive. And so welcome, Mari. Thank you, Dr. Wendy, for having me. So Mari, tell me about your dream of making documentaries. So I think my love of documentaries comes from the desire to work with people and honor their stories. And storytelling for me is most compelling when I get to work with real people. So that's part of the joy of it for me. I know it is. And you know, I discovered that when you have something higher than yourself that you aspire to, that that's where the passion comes in. And I have a feeling that you have a passion about doing this. I do. I mean, regardless of what my future holds, I I always enjoy speaking with people about their lives. I enjoy communicating their whatever their lived experiences are in some sort of medium, whether that be film or kind of like what you're doing and we're doing here with the podcast. It's really, it, I think it's very important to tell people's stories, especially those that aren't normally told. You know, one of the things that I was thinking of asking you during this interview and this conversation we're having is if you would like to have anybody who's listening contact you, maybe they have some ideas or some contacts, would you care to give any information on that or contact number or? Yeah, I'm absolutely open to talking to people, especially if they have questions about the the content that we're covering today. And, you know, when I share my own story about the workshop that I did with you, Dr. Wendy, or, you know, the types of spiritual growth that I underwent, if people would like to contact me or have questions, I would, it's really important to me to have an open dialogue about it. So what would be your contact? So anyone can contact me via email at mari.young26 at gmail.com. Um, I'm, I check it every day. So, Can you spell Mari? M-A-R-I. Right. It's a beautiful name. <laughs> kind of an unusual name, though, right? Yes. So, Okay, so you told me that in my workshop, of course, you know that you received a lot of things that I wrote about things that I think are important for happiness. And one of the things that you would like really to talk about is? Well, I really wanted to address the concept of warrior spirit, this idea that you gave to me through one of your readings called warrior spirit is that inside of each of us like you said in the opening is this infinitely compassionate and wise but also 
infinitely strong and tenacious being and, that we never knew existed. And it's a different kind of strength than physical strength. It's spiritual and it's emotional and it's kind of counter to what the world tells us about ourselves. We think that our pain makes us weak. We think that our hardships make us weak, but in fact, they are what make us strong and how we respond to them is is where we cultivate that strength. And so this idea of warrior spirit, this idea of perseverance and tenacity and patience and courage in the face of whatever hardship we go through is something that so many of us have forgot along the way, along the journey of life, that true nature is our true human nature is we have this warrior-like spirit inside of us. You know, I think that's true. And one of the things that we'll talk about maybe sometime in one of these conversations is what I call healthy suffering, adverse to Mm -hmm. unhealthy suffering. And healthy suffering is the difficulty we face when doing something that is of value. Uh, It could be as simple as going through withdrawal or quitting smoking, or it could be Uh, delaying gratification when we really want to say or do something, but we know it's of a higher purpose not to. So healthy suffering is the difficulty we experience when doing something that's of value. And unhealthy suffering is all the suffering we have when we don't do our healthy suffering. So warrior spirit also embodies being willing to endure our healthy suffering. So if we're scared about doing something, moving forward, because you're going to Los Angeles starting a brand new career, that must be scary. It is scary. It's I'm going through what some people might call growing pains. I'm in this transitional period of time in my life, and that, and that always comes with a certain degree of hardship. And the key there, is, for me at least, is trying to embrace the hardship as natural and that as part of the change that I'm going through. Because I have this warrior spirit to fall back on, I accept that it's okay that it's scary because, like you always say, courage is not... You might need to help me on this. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Courage is not the lack of fear. It's the willingness to persevere in spite of it. And I think that's from learning with you what warrior spirit is all about. It's that I'm not going to try to tell people or tell myself that I'm not afraid. I accept that it is scary and and that it is transitional and that I am going through a lot of change and I've just graduated college and there's a lot of unknown ahead of me. But to know that I have this this strength inside of me is what allows me to persevere. And most importantly, what allows me to not feel like a victim in in whatever life throws at me. I, I For example, I just recently was denied a job that I felt very passionately about and my warrior spirit is what helped me. Instead of feeling like a victim about it, I I take charge of my circumstance, this condition that has presented itself, this condition being unemployment for the time being, um, and I and I realize that something better might come along for me and that I do have it inside me, the, the willingness and the courage to persevere and keep looking. See, that attitude that you have is going to guarantee you that you are going to continue being happy in spite of the ups and downs of what happens in life. Mm-hmm. So if you maintain that attitude of, oh, I didn't get what I wanted just then, but I'm not going to stop. Yeah. You know, one of the things that Edison said is that every time he'd, he'd 300 times trying to get that light bulb to light up. And what he said about it is that, oh, each time it didn't work, I learned something. What didn't work? Mm-hmm. So he didn't regard it as a failure. He regarded it as a learning. 
And something in, in the reading that I really enjoyed in the reading that you call Warrior Spirit is that nature understands this. Like nature, and in fact, wants to work with you. It, nature gives and gives without pause, like you say. And the more that I persevere, the more that opportunities I create for myself in the future. Because, like you said, nature expresses its faith in the eventual outcome of good and continues on. And so I choose to not waste my time on self-pity only, like you say, the automatic response of tenaciously beginning again. So, you know, I'm thinking that one of your li- our listeners right now might be in a state of self-pity, which is really a, a terrible place to be because there's no place to go. Have you ever gone into self-pity or experienced that? Oh, absolutely. I think no matter what age you find yourself at, you have had an experience of self-pity because self-pity is easy. It's easy to sit there and feel So what what happened to you that made you choose to no longer be in self-pity but instead to be in the realm of possibility using your warrior spirit? Something happened to you in that workshop. So the decision to participate in the workshop was in a lot of ways in the making for many years before leading up to it. I was I found myself at age 16 really struggling with an eating disorder, and that was one of the primary um, mental health struggles that I've had in my life thus far. And it's rooted in a lot of other traumas from my past, and it's rooted in feelings like we were talking about, feelings of self-pity, feelings of not wanting to nourish myself, and most importantly, feelings of worthlessness, not having enough self-worth to to realize that I, I'm, I am deserving of nourishment. I'm deserving of, of my, of advocating for my needs and getting what I want. And so, so it's really easy to go into that mindset of not feeling worthy, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. easy for any of us, especially if we've had some kind of trauma in childhood or something we don't even recognize in childhood that upset us. We can still go into that and go into that self pity. So. What happened to you? What in the workshop that made you say, okay, I am not going to do that to myself anymore? So the workshop in so many ways is, it's like self undoing. It's, it's saying to yourself, no, I I choose, I realize that I have a choice in this. And I would like to explore the root cause of why I feel this way. And so I did a lot of digging. I did digging into my childhood. I, I experienced realizing that I have this inner child within myself that truly believed in some core belief that I wasn't worthy of nourishment. And so I denied myself for so many years nourishment in spiritual ways, emotional ways, mental, physical. You know, I imagine that somebody listening might say, you know, I I had a great childhood. Uh, Mari is different. She has those feelings, but I don't have those feelings. What did you discover about the, in the workshop about discovering your inner child. Were you aware that you had an inner child that was influencing you? I, I, It's almost like you understand it on some deep level, but certainly not on a conscious level. You understand that sometimes you can be reactionary. We can all be reactionary. We can be defensive. We have these defense mechanisms so deeply ingrained in our behaviors, these survival mechanisms that, no, we don't realize that they come from from inside of us so deeply that it's our inner child speaking. I'm sure that when a lot of clients come and visit you, this information is completely new to them. I mean, what has that been like, having people come and speak to you and having you help them realize this? You know, that's a really good question. 
You know, it's funny, you know, I've been in practice for many years, so I've worked with hundreds of people. And what I've come to know and understand is that any problem we have in the present, um, especially those that are chronic, that repeat themselves, are always rooted in our childhood experience. It's so many times I will have somebody come in my office and I will want to talk about their history and they'll say, oh, I had a great childhood. And when I hear that, I know instinctively and from experience that that person has something in their childhood that got forgotten or pushed away or that may be so subtle that they forgot how much it hurt them. It's like you always say, a, a ch- childhood is such a vulnerable stage in life that no matter what your circumstances are, there's going to be something you shed away inside yourself. There's going to be some impact that your family dynamic had on you as, as peaceful as it might seem on the surface, or even as, I mean, plenty of us come from families that are, are not peaceful on the surface, but even those that are, there's always something going on underneath. And as children, like you always say, we we're so literal that we're always going to take things personally. So regardless of your circumstance, there is pain. You know, in the workshop, I, I asked you to concentrate on something in the present that was uncomfortable for you, and then I asked you to pay attention to what your automatic mind told you, um, that where this started, and you actually got a tremendous amount of information about your past and what that past experience did to program you and to form core beliefs that you have carried to the present. So one of the most amazing things I experienced in the workshop was, in fact, being regressed and and going back to the womb in terms of accessing memories I never knew that I could. And I learned that my birth came with more trauma than I realized. I had been told my whole life, I have a twin brother, that my twin brother didn't want to be born in some ways he he came he had to have his birth sac punctured because I was the first twin to come out and I didn't think anything of it until I came to you Dr. Wendy and I I explored that moment in much more depth and I experienced a pain that I had been holding inside me for so long which is that when I was born I took on immense feelings of guilt because I thought that I was abandoning my twin brother and I thought that for some reason, I would be the reason why he didn't want to live or wouldn't be okay after I had been birthed before him. And so serious feelings of abandoning somebody who I loved. And for me, that turned into guilt, which then turned into a coping mechanism which in which I denied myself my power. I denied myself nourishment. I denied myself self-love in so many ways. And so it was absolutely liberating to discover that you know, this, this, these eating disorder behaviors were not just out of the blue. They were actually rooted in a core belief that I had the power to change. And I had been through therapy. I'd been through multiple years of therapy. But that therapy didn't really get to the root cause. You know, it must be amazing to go back to the womb and actually realize that you're not making it up, that it felt real. Is that how it was for you? It was. It was incredibly emotional and in some ways incredibly traumatic to relive that. But I mean, I had Which you. is why Warrior Spirit, which is the subject we're on here, and you had to use your Warrior Spirit to stay with that. And it took, that, took, that took courage on your part. 
Yeah, I mean, it took courage to even approach it, even to be willing to go back there. Even before I, I consciously knew that there was trauma there, there was an, a subconscious part of myself that knew it would be difficult to do something like that. But it was that warrior spirit, that refusal to live the way I was living anymore. I was tired. I didn't something inside of me said, no, I don't want this anymore. So those insights that you had about having a twin who didn't want to be born uh, and the decisions you made uh, that somehow it's your fault, these become core beliefs. And those core beliefs uh, spawn patterns of how we think and feel and act. And so how did you then begin to think and feel and act as a result of that, those core beliefs? those core beliefs that I, being that I wasn't, you know, good enough, that I wasn't worthy of life in some ways, that I wasn't worthy of power because my power would hurt others. I, I thought it was, yeah, it was just like you were saying, they they evolved into a way of being, which for me was denying myself a lot, even though I was working hard and I did well in school and in my private and internal life, I was denying myself a lot of love, a lot of self-love and I think it's just amazing that you are doing this, Mari. I have great respect and admiration for your courage and your willingness to to do this and especially to face those emotions because in my experience working with people doing this workshop and one-on-one is uh, the big fear that people have is feeling emotions that they've denied and pushed aside for, for sometimes an entire lifetime. So you were willing to face and feel those feelings. And just doing that alone, I would imagine, would change your life now. Since the workshop, how have things been different? It's something that can't really be described in words. It's kind of, it it takes effect in very subtle subconscious ways first. And then it starts to manifest in more obvious ways. So I I advocate for myself in ways that I never knew that I could before it was uh, before I was waiting for my needs to be fulfilled as opposed to actually going out there and fulfilling them myself meaning in my job hunt even being more forward about what I want what I need having the confidence to pursue potential job opportunities that I wouldn't have otherwise and then also living a healthier life in my physical body not denying myself the nourishment the physical nourishment understanding and repeating to myself and my inner child that I am worthy. I'm worthy of nourishment. I'm worthy of love I'm from others, but most importantly from myself. And and so I, I tend to just feel more at peace in everything that I do. And also that big piece, like I was saying before, also confident like I wasn't. That's such a wonderful gift to have that sense of peace and confidence. And, you know, it grows over time when you are doing this work. It grows and it also gives me hope that when I do face circumstances that are tough in the future, I'll know how to do that healthy suffering like you were talking about. If you could speak to that a little bit more, it's one of my favorite concepts that you introduced me to. Healthy suffering always requires risk so that when we do something that requires, we know we're going to be uncomfortable, that we have to be willing to risk experiencing that discomfort. 
So I know that you've had some challenges after the workshop. Tell us a little bit about what you may have risked and how you may have used healthy suffering. Well, it's definitely intimidating to come back from the workshop and know that something deep inside of you has changed and there is always a fear that that will go away. You want to grasp onto that and and hold on to it. But also you're afraid that people might see you differently, that something has changed inside you and that, well, I should use I. I mean, I was afraid to go home and that the people in my life would see me differently, that they perhaps, they were used to responding to me in terms of whatever patterns I was in before. And now that I had changed something inside myself that I I was determined to not self-victimize anymore, that they might not know how to respond to me. They might even reject the new me. They're used to to me subordinating my needs. And in some ways, it might be a shock to them when I come home and I say, no, this is what I want, this is what I need. It can be jarring for people. So it, it is there is a risk that when you go through this self-transformation, any self-transformation of any kind, that you might that I might scare my loved so, ones. So what actually happened? You went home, and who did you talk to? What did you do? I went home, and I had I was still living with my mother and stepfather at the time, and before moving to LA, and I was very I was intimidated by what they would think. And in fact, it was I experienced a sort of renaissance with my mother. And, and really, okay, that's great. Tell tell us about it. So she, she, something inside of her saw that there was a peace inside me and that even though there was peace and, and I had come home and I was perhaps more strong in, in advocating for myself, she was happy for me. She, she, even herself was more embracing of her own kind of. So are you actually saying that your mother automatically responded to the change that was in you and that changed her? It did, and it was something I didn't have a lot of faith would happen for a long time because my mother and I would butt heads on some occasions, and I didn't think about changing myself first. I always approached it from trying to change her, which was the completely wrong way to go about it. So you changed yourself, and in changing yourself, you changed somebody very close to you, your mother. I think that's just amazing, and you know... Most of us don't realize we have that power of changing others by changing ourselves, by becoming calmer, more at peace within ourselves, more loving to ourselves. And you discovered that firsthand. That's so exciting. What What do you hope that your listeners, somebody will actually hear as they're listening to this, what they can learn from your experience? I hope that they can start to look at their frustration with their relationships in life from a different angle because it can feel like you're endlessly toiling against something when a relationship isn't changing. It feels difficult. You don't know what to do. You constantly are approaching it from a judgmental perspective. You want that person to change. You're focused on their behavior and what they're doing wrong. And you're afraid to hold yourself accountable because you think that accountability is, is inherently something that's angry, but it's actually a loving sort of thing. Mari, that's a really good point. You know, the answers to what is right for us to do are within ourselves. And each of us is entirely responsible for our own experience. So anytime we feel like we're a victim, 
Remember the phrase, there's no such thing as a victim, only volunteers. At least that's true, I think, most of the time. Most of the time we choose our relationships and circumstances in our lives that set us up to have things happen. And if bad things happen, it's really easy to look outside of ourselves and blame the circumstance or the people involved when, in fact, we have the opportunity to look within ourselves and see how we ourselves created it or how we ourselves can change things and make things better. It takes a tremendous amount of, like we were saying before, warrior spirit to do what you just described. And I'm definitely curious, like, Dr. Wendy, have you... Is there an example from your life where you've had to use warrior spirit? Many. Tons, tons of experiences. You know, looking back, life and my life has been like in stages, going from being really immature, uh, being a child to being a rebellious teenager, to being confused, to be in my 20s, which you are now. It's a very difficult time, the 20s. We make so many mistakes. And you know, it's really important to regard you know, the mistakes that you make as learning rather than judging yourself. And seeing the mistakes is not defining you, but it's just giving you information. And I look back in my life and all the times that I uh, made mistakes and how easy it is to blame yourself and to just stop doing that. Stop blaming yourself when you make a mistake. Learn from it. And so I look back, say, for example, I was a heavy smoker when I was your age. And I know that that was my generation. There was a lot of smokers. And it took uh, some real warrior spirit for me to make the decision to quit smoking and to endure the healthy suffering that goes when you get off an addictive substance. Mm -hmm. And I remember it was very difficult. And I had to make a non-negotiable agreement with myself to endure that, that suffering. And that took warrior spirit. And that's our conversation for today, and I just love talking to you about this, Mari. So again, how can people contact you to learn more about your experience or what you're doing? Yeah, so I'd love to be a resource for anyone, just even just a listening ear. Um, anyone can email me at mari.young, Y-O-U-N-G, 26 at gmail.com. It's my personal email, and questions are always welcome, and it just even just to have someone to relate to. I mean, everybody has different experiences in terms of what they've gone through, but we all, we all, I hope it resonates with you that you do also have that warrior spirit inside you like we all do. So you want people to actually contact you with maybe questions or sharing their experience? Yeah, that would be awesome. And I, and even just feedback about the podcast, Dr. Wendy's podcast, I'm sure um, anybody who relates to what, we spoke about today and specifically for me with my personal experiences that that's always welcome and I would like to hear more myself so whatever you want us to talk about on how to be happy go to my website wendyhill.com and email me as well thank you so much Mari for being here thank you Dr. Wendy thank you for listening remember that you're worthy and loved beyond your own understanding this is a universal truth. It is meant for you to know and experience this truth in your whole being. If you want to learn more about this experience and how to be truly happy, please go to my website, wendyhill.com. Meanwhile, practice warrior spirit and talk with love to that little child within you.